I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, everybody! Hey, what's up? I'm still adjusting hello, to not having music under this. I don't know. All right. This. Yo, well, welcome back, guys. We are uh, the Plot Against America After Show. We're going to be reviewing episode two, which was titled Part Two. Um, but before we get into all of that, we may be new faces. We may be familiar faces. This format may be different for you. But just in case it is, it's because obviously everyone's doing their best to uh, practice uh, their quarantining and social distancing. And we are part of that. Uh, but we're still here to work hard for you guys. We're still TV addicts. Of course, we're watching a bunch of shows. And this Plot Against America show is the one that we're going to review for you guys. And I'm not alone, of course. I'm with a, a super smart crew. A good-looking crew. Uh, I have Cody Epperson. Who, hey, I guys. Yeah, say hello. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Cody is a uh, – actually, all of these guys are after-bus, after-show vets. Uh, Cody will be doing our news segment, and he's done shows like A Fresh Start before. So Cody's the, Cody's the man. We got Kitty Kaboom in the house. What up, though? Yes, and she's our uh, – she will also be joining us with the show. And I found out that she's going to be making us laugh a lot. Uh, and she's also done the Golden Globe. That's kind of my job. Show. That's my job, babe. That's my job. You do it well. And then, of course, Hi. we got Ricky V. Ricky, uh, based on last week, is going to be What's always fitting facts, telling the truth. Um, so what's up, Ricky? What's going on, everyone? Okay. So, and I'm D'Angelo, of course. I will be moderating. I'll try my best to. Uh, start this discussion. And so, again, we're doing part two of Plot Against America. And I have a lot of questions for you guys, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to know how you guys felt about just the format. We're now two episodes into this. That means we've watched two hours of this stuff. How do you feel about the flow of the show? Like, what's going on? Our show or the TV show? <laughs> just the no. format. Like, Kitty, no. Kitty gave a gave a hot take earlier. I just want to know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I was to, gonna like, say yeah, my flow. take for the end because I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer to start with. But um, mm-hmm. well, it's better to start with the bad news first and then go to the good right. news. I agree. Okay, okay, Ricky, you are correct. So I don't know that it's bad news so much as it's just subjectivity, right? Like it's all subjective, and I am enjoying right. the. I guess the content or the premise, um, but not so much the actual show. It's like watching paint dry. So boring. I said it. And I'm trying to get into it because I want to learn. This is not something I'm familiar with. I should be a history buff to some degree, but I am not. So I'm trying to learn stuff and I'm trying to get the point of view of a disenfranchised people <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. I'm trying to relate somehow. The acting is amazing. Yeah, the writing is good. But it's, I'm just bored to tears. Um, I totally get that. It's definitely, um, like Daniel said, it's a, it's a slow burn. Um, not to like jump to the end of this episode that we just watched, but I think um, the ending of part two is like the, the, mo- the that pinnacle one that's going to get the storyline going. I think from here on out, it's going to get a little more hectic. Prayerfully. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, go it, ahead, it just it just all depends on what type of paint I'm watching dry. Like if I'm watching <laughs> white paint dry, um, I'm probably going to be really bored about it. But if I'm watching this very vibrant, 
a color like a pastel yellow or pastel orange or something that's popping. I mean, I'm going to want to stare at it and just give my interpretation. It's like staring at art. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I um, as far as my taking it, I did. It was losing me throughout the show. I wasn't really too into it, but I know that there's a reason for the slowdown because I feel mm. like from th from next episode on, I feel like it's going to be kind of speeding up um, with a lot of things that uh, have have were slowly unfolding until the end of the, this episode. Um, so yeah, it was it was a slow one, but no, you know, not something that I've learned throughout watching TV or being in the film themselves. It's just like, you can't have things go like this all the time because it's, it's, it kind of has to go up and down, up and down. And like, that's just Absolutely. how it, that's just what a story arc is, right? There's, yeah. there's an arc to everything. So that arc was at yeah. the bottom and then it started to get up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm okay. So I'm, we, I had a very different reaction because by the end of this episode, I was like, Oh, I love this. But I kind of like I like character development. I like I like stuff like this. There, um, but I also think that they're gonna. I think now that what has happened at the end of the episode, a lot a lot is gonna go down now because they haven't really even declared war to participate in the war. And I think that's where we're gonna start seeing some of the action scenes. We'll use I'll save all of that for predictions. But I think it's an important thing to talk about, like kind of like general feels about it is. It's a little bit of a slow burn. Um, so. But now that we got that out the way, uh, we're going to go kind of get into the show. And I have to say, so there was a scene where the father, uh, Herman, is listening to the radio. It's the day of the election, right? And he's like so in denial that this is ever going to happen. He's never like, this guy will not be um, elected. He's so obviously racist, et cetera, et cetera. And like you see, like eventually this guy gets elected. And I'm thinking about what you thought about uh, said last week, Cody when we were talking about uh, how that may have felt for people who, when Trump got mm -hmm. elected, everyone was such in denial about it. And then I'm, I'm thinking about the, I don't know if you guys saw the SNL skit well, with Dave Chappelle. And it was like that skit where they're like, they're, they're slowly getting more and more depressed as they realize it's a, it's a formality. It's a do you, yeah. Do you feel like that was like intentional? Is it kind of eerie? Like, how did you feel about that scene? Um, I think it's intentional. So, truthfully, this goes a little bit into like what we're going to say about news, but it is definitely um, a, a deja vu moment. And I think they're doing yeah. it's. I think it's a coincidence, but I think they're doing it on purpose. Mm. From the book to the show is what I mean to say. Right, right. <laughs> to be clear. Like, it's, they're doing it on purpose. It's in the book, but it's coincidental that history is kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. The present day is similar. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it was an intentional move on their part, definitely with the adaptation, like you said, from book to TV, definitely. But also, um, maybe they are drawing a little bit of, you know, uh, real life imitating or art imitating real life as well. I think that a lot of times, I mean, I know this is way off the mark, but it's one of my favorite shows and it's so poignant in its attempt to kind of show, I'm talking about Handmaid's Tale, sorry, I always started the middle. Handmaid's Tale is another example of how that is art imitating life. And obviously, it's based on the book as well but the writers have been very deliberate about showing the um 
the what is that called parallels between what's happening in our real life and what this like alternate universe is creating obviously this is history so it really did happen but the fact that they're kind of able to draw us in with what's going on right now i think it's super smart because it helps people to really like make that correlation without even putting forth the effort like oh what could this possibly mean you know what i mean it's like it's trump get it and like oh yeah it is kind of trumpish you know i thought that was dope mm-hmm. Um, you, I, you can't say Trumpish. I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. Um, I don't think that they're intentionally doing it. I just think throughout history, I feel like you know Trump is not the only president that has been hated or has been not wanted to be put into an office. I just think this is just the way of life. I mean, if it's a politician or if it's a musician or if it's a teacher, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's too many people in this world for everyone to like everyone. Um, so there's always going to be that like, oh, fuck, like, excuse my language. Oh, oh, shoot. There's, there's always going to be that, you know, that big elephant in the room for some people. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's why well, I, mean, I think you can curse because they curse on the show, by the way. But um, I think that um I don't know. I think that in regards to my question, me answering my own question, I think that it's it feels eerie. It it makes me curious to see how this is going to go because think about Trump in the '40s when racism, like policies and stuff like that, was far more prevalent. Which mm-hmm. I think is what makes it really compelling in this case. It's also a reminder of like uh, Herman, who's the father, was very like sure, but he's only talking to, to people in his sphere of like access and so like the country has always been a country that has had so many different beliefs and people who are valuing different things and um i just feel like yeah i may, may maybe some of it was intentional some of it wasn't but i loved i didn't anticipate how uh, timely that would be especially with a new election coming up um so i'm just kind of appreciative for them even adding that in there uh but i wanted to jump to because we didn't talk about him last time the youngest son philip uh mm-hmm. so there's like so many things going on in this show. There's yeah. this political sphere that's going on. And right. you have like this innocent young kid who just has questions. He just, and we're kind of learning with him, um, which is kind of cool. But I want to talk about his relationship with his friend. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm glad you brought that up. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's 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 very curious relationship. And I, I'm just kind of, I wanted to hear you guys' reactions. Do you feel like this is a good friend for him? Like, where are you guys with this? No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, as a mom, you know what I mean? I keep like cringing when his friend says this ridiculous stuff. You only steal this amount to be able to, you know, get over. And you know, my mom want to see her bras and oh yeah, I follow people to their houses and I write down their addresses. Like, who are you? You're a little creep. He sounds kind of <laughs> creepy. Like I get the impression that maybe because his family's family, his mother and father are in the entertainment field. It's a whole different regiment as his, at his house in terms of like rules and regulations and stuff. It seems like it's a lot more like artsy and free and dare I say hipster-ish, you know, like that. So maybe that's where he's getting his direction. But I don't like little Philip following behind him because that poor baby is so innocent. He don't know nothing. So anything you tell him, he's just like, really? Ice cream is made of milk? Like, don't do that. He doesn't know any better. Don't do that to him. I don't like. Him. He's a he, he's a very he's a very uh, influential kid. So everything I think that he's just he's just at the stage of his life 
that any that he just gets influenced by everything. Like if if you saw, there was a very quick moment when he was in the theater with his brother and his dad watching the news, and he saw like the bombings and stuff, and he kind of had this like, I wouldn't say twinkle, but he kind of had this like curiosity of 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 influence of. Like I felt like he was being influenced by from the things that he was watching on the screen. Yeah, and I I just feel like I like that stage. Uh, certain events could could be very influential. And I honestly, my gut was telling me that this kid's gonna turn into a monster. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 This his the, the boy. I don't remember the the the, the friend's name. The friend. Uh, the friend, yeah, I don't have the friend's name written down either. I'll have that for next time. We'll call him weirdo. He's, just a, he's a bad in, weirdo. We'll call him creepy boy. He um, <laughs> he's just a bad influence. He um, I mean, obviously, he's like showing. Oh, you don't take this much money. We're gonna exactly everything you all just said. It's just he's just a bad influence, and we see that he's now neglecting his little friend who likes to play chess, go and ride the bus to strangers' houses. So, and I think there's it's. It's kind of like what we're saying, like how this this episode is like now the turning point is like from going forward. Like I think they've been planting these seeds, and I think Philip's journey is kind of just about to take off, and we're gonna be like he's gonna get himself into all sorts of trouble. <laughs> Excuse the dog in the background. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm with you guys. I'm, I think that's my hope for this show. I think they're laying br- uh, breadcrumbs for all the bombs that's gonna pop off uh, for kitty, kitty for your for your sake i hope that's gonna happen um me too do something <laughs> but i i do want to say that i think with this um with him while it's easy to criticize a friend like the young kid but I, i'm more so in criticizing the family it's so much uh kind of going on and i'm kind of looking at the older brother <laughs> who's just like very like dismissive of him and like yeah i think he has questions and maybe there's so much going on and a war that's imminent a father who's like obviously very stressed by uh, the politics of everything. And he's like, he's asking questions, you see it, but you see how they respond is very kind of dismissive and not like present with him. And I feel like that's more of like the issue here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Excuse me. The parents are definitely um, involved. Obviously, Philip and his big brother and even the cousin have way more of a relationship, um, it appears, with their parents or their, yeah, their significant parents you know what i mean aunt uncle yeah. parents then the other creepy boy and again i think that goes back to their choice in um careers i, I don't know that they, they haven't really fleshed him out that much but my yeah. impression is you know is if your mother's like a singer and a in movie you know in movies and stuff in that time then maybe they weren't able to be as connected to their kid as say somebody that you know just went and sold scarves at the local nordstrom macy's yeah whatever you yeah. know yeah. Speaking of like kind of the family dynamic, there's other interesting things. So we were talking about the aunt, Evelyn, um, and her, you know, she has a very interesting choice in men. Um, so <laughs> now we were introduced best. to the... <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. So we were introduced to, at the end of the episode, Rabbi, Rabbi Lionel. I'm not even going to try to say his name. Uh, Bingles, Bingelsdorf. Rabbi Lionel Bingelsdorf. So he... Um, He's very like connected in the political sphere. Um, I mean, so much happened. I'm not going to summarize. Everybody saw what happened in the in in the episode, but she's 
very connected to him. He played an integral role in Charles Lindbergh getting elected. Do you think that the family can, like, do you think the family dynamic will be able to stay strong with the understanding that she's connected to a man that, like, essentially helped elect the racist? Oh, absolutely not. I think it's going to cause extreme stress and turmoil in their family. And um, I think she's just going, I think she's just blindly following, I guess, wearing her heart on her sleeve and just, like, kind of blindly following this man because her, she, she's the older sister and she's single, taking care of the mother. Her biological clock is ticking. She wants to have a family and a house and kids. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is her, what's driving her. And he is very handsome and charming and well-spoken. And I can see why she's like, oh, look at this man that just came out of nowhere and is like into me. But I do think it's going to, I think the family's going to really, it's going to be a huge impact because they already don't like him. And they, even, yeah. they don't even know, especially that she's dating, only the sister knows. Yeah. And if yeah, you I saw at the, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, babe. Go. Sorry. I no, was just right. going to say that I agree. I think that, um, yeah, she, she kind of, I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to stick up for us ladies, but she kind of <laughs> reminds me of an adult Philip. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy likes me. Let me run off with him. I know he's somebody's husband, but it's going to work out fine because he said so. And this guy likes me. I know he's 60 and like 40 years older than me. And you know, but he's a rabbi. Doesn't that make it okay? Like, don't be that thirsty, boo. Like, come on, get it together. I just feel like her aspirations in life stop at a man. That's the impression I get. And you're right. I get it that the biological clock is ticking. And I get that this is the 50s. And that during that time, this is when, you know, it was very, it was paramount that you be somebody's wife. Like, you can't be a spinster. Yeah. God's sake, right? Like, oh, God forbid. So I get what her motivation is coming from. I just think that every time they show a shot of her, tell me if I'm wrong. Every time, y'all, she just be like, like oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The rabbi looks over at her and she's just like, I'm here, I'm doing it. Her sister looks over and she's like, it's okay, I'm here. Like, mother. I don't know. I, I want to love her, but she just so like thirsty for i guess validation Attention. validation yeah, yeah exactly validation so yeah i'm sorry to answer your question <laughs> i think it is going to be a huge dynamic in the family i think it's going to create all kinds of ripples and stuff but what if family is as what is family if not challenges right like it can't be smooth sailing all the damn time it'll be good to watch yeah for sure it's already caused stress uh with the family the, the minute lindenberg was elected president the whole family was sitting in the living room the dad heard it and then the wife said the sister's name yeah and then left and went to the kitchen and then they're like freaking husband's like wait what and he got up so i already feel like Next episode, there's going to be like a huge amount of things like the, like the husband's going to know they're going to, it's, it's going to, it's, it's already causing stress. It's, it's literally, it's already causing stress with everyone in the family, yeah. especially the, the wife, because the wife knows all this stuff mm -hmm. and doesn't mm -hmm. want to tell her husband about it because knows that the second she does, he's going to be in an absolute uproar. Yeah, well said, guys. I just think, yeah, this is, I keep saying it, breadcrumbs for hopefully some explosions in the next few episodes. Um,
But before we kind of move on with the discussion, as I told you guys already, we're going to have a special segment for you guys. We're going to have a new segment. We're going to kick it off with Cody, who's, who has our new segment ready, ready to go. All right. Yeah. So the article I found today, it's from its online AV club. Um, the title is The Election. It's election night in the plot against America and the unthinkable happens. And um, the part that I'm going to read you guys is from the, from the mag. They're saying, I have no idea whether David Simon and Ed Burns were inspired to bring Philip Roth's The Plot Against America to television due to the uncanny similarities between the 1940s presidential race in the book and what happened in the real world in 2016. But there's definitely a sense of passion and purpose to the miniseries the miniseries is second episode, which deals most directly with the run-up to the election night. Part two isn't just cockeyed nostalgia piece from alternative timeline. It's saying something. And it really is saying something because I know when I was watching it, it was very nostalgic is not the right word, but reminiscent of that night in 2016. Like there were people who were excited and there were people who just were there their anxiety and stress levels just went like up, up, up with every state, everything that was mentioned. And, um, and then when we finally do see the election in the episode, when we finally do see who won and that he's sitting in the news theater, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I got a little misty. Like that was like, that was kind of, it was kind of scary to watch because we've all kind of experienced it. What, whatever you politically view it, it was um, a very similar, it was very similar to, then and now, which is what they're saying and what we were kind of discussing earlier. Yeah. Well, I mean, that speaks to, yeah, I think the intentionality here with the show, with the directors, um, it, it's obviously different because it's the forties, which is so, so important to note. There's also a war that's about to be very imminent in America, but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that, Cody. Um, by the way, guys, uh, while I have while while I have this time and space, uh, we love you guys interacting with us. Uh, you guys commenting, uh, subscribing, giving us thoughts, giving us questions. Especially with a show like this, there's so many questions that you guys could could be uh, asking us. You can also hit us up on social media. But we are just very appreciative of you guys interacting with us. You help make us the ESPN of TV talk, and we could not do it without you. So thank you for joining us. Yay. Uh, <laughs> thank you thank you all right so we got a couple more things to kind of gloss over with this show um i wanted to get to alvin who by the end of this episode we found out he's like kind of well he's listening to stuff for the war um so he's he's had two big moments at the end of the, these uh, past two episodes right the first episode would he, uh, he, you know, we all agree that it was a punk move. They like jumped a bunch of German dudes. <laughs> now he's coming over here. He wants to kill Nazis, as he said. That's his motivation for joining the war. It's obvious he's like a young man trying to find his identity in this era of life. But like, are you like, how do you guys feel about Alvin? Are you rooting for him? Like, did your heart soften for him in this episode? Like, what are views on him? Like, I guess I've, I haven't put too much thought toward him, but it's like, he he's like the he's like this little punk with a heart of gold like you know he means <laughs> well, but like he just like he makes dumb choices and like he was watching he left the news theater and he had his flask in his hand the first thing i thought was like he's about to go do something stupid and he literally packed up his stuff and got on a train i think he went to canada right is that where he, he went, went to, to canada yeah mm -hmm. yeah he went to canada and he's like i want to kill nazis and it's like okay man <laughs> 
Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's your good luck with that. <laughs> like. He means well, you know. He wants to protect his people and his family, but like you, that's that was a drastic choice. All right, good luck, yeah. Weta. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to watch because I know this is hard to believe, but I have a twenty-one-year-old, and what I thought you were like eighteen years old. Don't talk about that later. Later, <laughs> don't blow up my spot. Chill out. I have three. All right. The point <laughs> is. That he is 21. So it goes without saying that some of his choices are not maybe the smartest, you know, but he's a good kid. He has a strong mind and he's very committed to the causes that he believes in, which reminds me of Alvin. You know, he has done his homework. He feels like he has a nickel in his dime. I don't know why, because ain't nobody checking for him. But, you know, he's 21. He got his heart on his sleeve. Oh, I'm so passionate. I believe that this is what it should be. So I'm going to not just talk about it. I'm going to be a part of the change. And I'm going to insert myself in ways that it will change the world. And he's just a little misguided, you know? I mean, but that's what comes with being at that age, right? Like, that's when you're supposed to make all the mistakes and take on challenges incorrectly or correctly and prayerfully learn something from them and apply them later and blah, blah, blah. But at this time in your life, I mean, I can just remember 21, because, you know, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> I made decisions that, you know, obviously I look back and I don't necessarily regret them, but I definitely am just like, okay, that was a challenge that I probably could have made some different choices with, or thank God I have that challenge so I can learn from it and do something different. He's just, he's young and he's headstrong and, you know, he thinks he knows every freaking thing. So I, I can see big things happening for him. I honestly am looking forward to seeing how this plays out with him though, because we already know it's going to be a train wreck before it's like smooth sailing, you know? I yeah. personally think well, I'm hoping he doesn't die. some some uh, crazy, immature. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just he's thinking off of his emotions instead of actually thinking things through. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's it, very impulsive. That's that was the word. That's a perfect uh, very word. impulsive uh, with everything, and I feel like yes, I get it. You know, you don't like what the Nazis are doing to the Jews. I understand that part. But be very, I don't know. I just think, how do I say this without maybe if not offending? It's just like, like, I get it. It's your people and you don't like seeing it. But don't like go into the war. Like the war hasn't come to you. Like he's trying to, I think he's just looking for trouble. I think he's just lost he's a he doesn't have any guidance and and he's he's getting down a very dark alleyway that he may not be able to come out of like enlisting in the war and the reasoning to enlist in the war was to kill nazis not i want to protect my country because america wasn't even in war hence why he had to go to canada so he went to canada to enlist in the war to fight against the Nazis. So he's like that kid that's always trying to look for trouble. And as a kid who grew up in the city, like I avoided trouble <laughs> anywhere I saw something, even if it was to my people. Like, unless it was my friends' friends and I was involved. I'm sorry, but I was always told do not get involved 
any trouble. All right, Ricky, I think we're losing you, bro. He's not making a smart decision. I'm like, what is happening right now? So, I mean, sorry about the viewers. Yeah, sorry about that, viewers. You know, we're all working on the internet, so sometimes things get a little fuzzy. And we did not remix his voice, I promise. Um, but I think I, I like what you were getting at, Ricky. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I have a softer Great. spot when Damn. it comes to it. Go ahead, Cody. You you had something before I go ahead. I was just agreeing with both of you. Yeah. Um, I, I was agreeing I with you for spot. agreeing with Ricky. <laughs> I have a soft spot for um, him because I feel like, I don't feel like he's looking for trouble. He's looking for purpose, but he's just yeah. doing it the wrong way. Um, do you feel like there's any responsibility on the father here? Like, do you think he's handled anything incorrectly? Like, is this his fault? It's not his fault. It can't be it's his fault his because fault. this is a grown man that has to make his own decisions for himself. But I totally agree with Ricky that he's very impulsive. He's very reactionary. He's not able to, I mean, again, I'm not blaming everything on his age, but you guys, come on. Y'all are like closer to 21 than me. Like you remember... You know what I mean? What that felt like or whatever. And I think it is kind of difficult to be able to navigate the world, especially when the world is imploding without feeling like you need to take some stake in it or like, you know, stand your ground or whatever. So, yeah, my heart kind of does go out to him that he's really literally just trying to find his way. And this isn't the best time for you to like, you know, go off and create a new identity or delve into something. He's just in over his head. And um you know, that's life, though, right? Like, how else are you going to figure it out if you don't go through it? Well said. Um, okay, so just one more character because well, I don't think we talked about him. He's going down the wrong way. Okay. Ricky, I think we're me? losing you again. No, we, we heard you. We, we heard you say he's going the wrong way. That's what I heard. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Did yeah, you you're, a little delayed, your babe. you're a little delayed, just a little what? bit. All right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's uh, based on our last two weeks, Ricky. Um, I know you said something really smart. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's my last question for you guys before we uh, go to predictions. Um, we have one more kid, that, one more character that I wanted to get to, Sandy, who's the oldest son, who has. I think I've seen him. It seems like he's kind of rebelling against his father too, in a way. He's very like, seems like very pro Charles Lindbergh cause he like kind of draws his stuff and sneaks like, he just sees him as a hero, it seems like. Um, and he's also kind of nasty to his younger brother, which I guess is normal. Um, but I kind of just wanted to see if you guys, where do you, where do you see him fitting? He always also seems like a family member that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle here. Um, and does that make like the parents bad? Like, what are your what are your? No, what is with you and blaming the damn parents? Did you stop that? <laughs> Somebody gotta be blamed. Nobody <laughs> gotta be blamed. We're all just trying to figure this out, and it can't be anybody's fault because God gave us our own free will. So if they decide to go off and be nutbags, that's on them. The parents did the best. You sound they like could. a mama. Ooh. That's right. We did what we had to do. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't think it's anybody's fault, honestly, but I do understand where you're coming from. Like guidance is obviously very important um, and instilling values and morals and all that good stuff. I do think, however, that you make a good point with the older brother. I'm an only child. So I had to kind of insert that into my thinking too. Like he's being so mean to him. And then I was just like, but that's kind of what siblings do to each other, right? I mean, there are some siblings that are super tight and they don't like brag on each other and stuff, but clearly he's not that one. 
he loves his brother. That's evident. But, you know, he's older and he just thinks that he's beneath him. He's like, I have to explain everything to you. You're a baby because he thinks he knows everything as well. So, again, to underscore my point, the parents are not at fault. He's simply learning how to navigate things. I I will say this. His heart is going to be broken when he finds out about his cousin because he kind of idolizes him, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Okay, I'm with you that not everything should be blamed on parents, and but there are consequences for actions. And if you are downstairs on the radio for 20 minutes listening to politics and not being up there with your kids, being Mm. present, having conversations with them, then there are consequences. Whether he's trying to do the best he can or not, there's some ownership that needs to be done. And I guess that's why I'm looking at it because I do think to an extent, this some of these things could be avoided if conversations were to have been had. That is a very good point, sir. One that I had not considered. Okay. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. I feel like the mother and the father are, are losing sight of, of their kids and they're not really sitting with the kids, like you said, and just like teaching them ways or hanging out with them or doing things with them. It's like, I feel like the dad comes home from work, puts his coat down, immediately goes over to the chair puts the radio on and listens to the radio for for hours on end and screams at the radio. The mother cooks, does the house chores, now just got a job, so is not in the house anymore. And now the little kid is all by himself. It, it's, it's just these, these, these kids don't have any, uh, if you want to call them a ring masters, to like tame them. Like they're, they're just yeah. out what? in the streets just doing what, <laughs> just doing whatever are they, they animals or are they children rough, what the rough, rough, i mean rough metaphor rough metaphor i mean technically we're all animals you know so yeah oh, okay <laughs> that's a different rabbit hole <laughs> um i think one being an older brother me and my little brother i would not be very nice to him and now he's my best friend but when we were kids we could be in the same room um, and I totally do think that has something to do, um, at least with the show, it definitely has a lot to do with the with father and how he is. I think he loves his kids, but I think he's more invested in what's happening around the world and not really communicating it properly to the kids. I think he's very, he's so passionate that he just is like, he says what he says, doesn't think how kids would receive that. And then, um, and I thought it was actually an interesting correlation with the mom now going to work at the store and her son now not having anybody at the house, it's very similar to his his friend with who lives with his yeah. actress mom, uh, industry mother and father. And now he's at home alone and taking change out of the box and sneaking yeah. off on the bus. But um, I think, yeah, but for the older brother, I do, sorry, I guess I got a little lost in my own explanation <laughs> of things. Um, the older brother, I think, he's got a lot going on and it does come from a lack of stability at home. I think he's got his own thing going on. He's clearly a talented artist, but I think he wants more guidance from his father and his father's giving him the wrong kind of guidance. That's good. Or none at all. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not, I don't think he, he is giving him guidance. It's just not intentional. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And that's what or, oftentimes happens. You just forget how much children or at least your own children absorb from you. Like they literally soak everything up. So you think that they're not paying attention. You think that they're not, they don't hear like the inflection in your voice or the cracking when you're upset about something or whatever you try to hide from your kids is forget about it. So my yeah. point is that, yeah, I think he's just soaking it all up and neither one of his parents are cognizant of the effects that they're having because they're doing it unintentionally. Well, they have to do things intentionally because it's like the, the beginning, I think it's like the first, and don't quote me on this, I believe it's like the first 10 years of a kid's life is the most influential point of their whole life. So like how, wh whatever, okay, so, so that. So like the first seven years of a kid's life is very influential. So all these things that happen will dictate their future. So it's these parents need hmm. to be, presence and they need to um just be present yeah 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 they're like we'll say we'll say everything oh great that's it yes there's sponges with everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i told you guys we have a very smart crew you guys didn't think we were going to get into a parental conversation did you uh but that's what this show kind of does <laughs> Uh, this show kind of brings out those kind of things and points. Now, real quick, just because we have to sign up very quickly, uh, you guys give your very quick uh, predictions for what you think will happen with the next episode, and then we'll be heading out of here. One that really is sticking out with me is in the kind of the preview for the next episode. We see that like Lyndon, uh, Lyndon, he, the president, he, he like sets up these like I want to say like Boy Scout camps for like the youth of America, and I think they're actually going to be little Nazi camps, and they're going to be brainwashing the kids. And the older brother is going to go and realize, I don't want to be a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. That's my prediction. <laughs> what are you thinking, Ricky? I'm thinking that the little boy is going to uh, get into very, very bad, bad ways. And I think ne next episode, the kid's going to do something stupid to where he's going to get into trouble. And it's going to get him into the, and it's going to get him and the parents into quite the bind. Hmm. I'm thinking that the cousin is going to go over there and get his head blown off. What are you thinking, mm. you Jewish kid? Bring your ass home. What are you doing? Mm. I don't I think <laughs> I'm going to have some matzo ball soup. Some matzo balls over here. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to survive. Honestly, I don't think he's going to come home. I think he's going to be out there talking about, I ah, fuck y'all if you yeah. Jew. I mean, I said Jews. <laughs> Nazis, I'm here to kill all of your Nazis. Bring it on! <laughs> and then he's going to call his little cousin and hear about him later. I'm not sure what just happened, but that was a great prediction. Maybe the best prediction I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Only if uh, it happens. Only if it happens. My simple prediction is that Kitty will be very <laughs> happy because there's going to be way more action in episode three. Okay? That's my prediction. And now it's time to sign out. I know you guys have really Damn. enjoyed us. We'll be back next week um, at the same time, 3 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, I know you guys noticed that there was a new time. We were just trying to adjust uh, to everyone's schedule. Um, so with that being said, we're going to sign out. First of all, Cody, can you let them know where they can find you on social media? Absolutely. I'm Cody Epperson. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Epp, C-O-D-Y-Y-E-P-P. -P. Nice. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Please find me on IG at Kitty Kaboom, K I T T I E K A B O O M. And on Twitter, I'm Kitty Meow. 
<laughs> and I'm Ricky Vitucci, and you can find me on all social media platforms at Ricky Vitucci. So just so you know, for next episode, it's Vitucci, not V. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me know. Keep me in my keep me in the line. I, I got like you. that. All right. I got you. <laughs> all right. And I'm D'Angelo Friday. Um, you guys can of course hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at D'Angelo. You see the name spelling D-E-A-N-J-I-L-O. I really enjoy talking to you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. We're gonna see you next week though. Deuces. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. into AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.